Hey mamas, you're listening to the Balanced Working Mama podcast, the only podcast teaching you how to balance your work, motherhood, and wellness. I am Dr. Amber Thornton, clinical psychologist and mama wellness consultant. Each week we dive into tips and strategies and much more so that you too can become a balanced working mama. Let's dive in. Hey mamas. <laughs> so, excuse the quality of this audio, but first let me welcome you to another episode of the Balanced Working Mama podcast. So, for those of you who have been following along on Instagram, you know, baby girl is finally here. <laughs> she has made her arrival. She's been with us since Friday morning, Friday, April 16th. So my recording for this check-in is a little bit different because I have my hands full. I am definitely in the thick of the postpartum period, especially those early days, recovering from a C-section. So trying to get as much rest as possible, but definitely cannot forget about the podcast and all of you. So let's do our check-in and then I'm going to tell you about today's episode. So check-in. I've had a baby (laughs) and we are doing well. Um, I actually am hoping to share a little bit of the birth story and the experience so far in an upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. But for now, I'll let you know that baby girl is doing so well. We actually just had her first well visit a few hours ago. And doctor has no concerns. Everything's going fine. Um, I'm doing well. Also, I am just really moving slow, trying to take as much care of myself because C-section recovery is no joke and it's been challenging. But I know that as I keep going and get more rest and just time passes, things will get a lot better. So we are home. We are healthy. We are safe. Baby girl's here. And I'm just so glad (laughs) that she is out of my body and she can be home with us and she has completed our family. So with that, again, I want to give more information about us and how we're adjusting, but not just yet. I actually want to share with you what today's episode will be about, and it's actually fitting. Today, we have a special guest for the podcast, and she's going to be talking about empowering pregnancy and birth experiences. I think this is so important because, excuse me, with this pregnancy specifically, I realized how important it is for you to feel empowered and encouraged and um, seen throughout the whole experience. Unfortunately, that was not my experience during this pregnancy. Um, It took a long time for me to finally feel empowered. Excuse me, you all. I wish that I would have felt more connected with my providers. I wish that my providers were more positive. I am glad that I had a doula and that helped with a lot, but there still was so much that was missing in terms of my own empowerment to get through this pregnancy in the ways that I felt like I needed. And so at the end of the day, I had the birth that I had, but I, there's so many things that I would redo. And so I'm excited about this episode because Dr. Nicole Rankins is going to talk with us about 
empowering pregnancy, empowering birth, and what that really does look like. So I hope that you enjoy this episode today and really take it in, especially if you are considering having another baby or if you know another mama who wants to have another baby or who is pregnant. This is an important episode because we want us to feel empowered throughout our pregnancies, but then also in our birth experiences as well. So enjoy today's episode. You all will hear from me again soon for more current updates. Definitely follow me on Instagram so you can check us out there and you can see baby girl. Um, But let's get into this episode. Hey mama, I want to quickly tell you about the Empower Wellness Program. This is a dynamic six-week group for working mothers who are tired of feeling overwhelmed, fatigued, burdened by mom guilt, but then also just not having enough time for themselves. This program takes all of that and transforms it into more wellness, more time for yourself, better priorities, community with other mothers, but then overall balance in your work, motherhood, and wellness. To learn more about the Empower Wellness Program, head over to balanceworkingmama.com. There you can find when the next program begins, what to expect, but then also how to sign up. Hope to see you in the next group. Hello, mamas. We are back with another episode. And today I'm excited because we have a really special guest on for today. And so I'm not going to say too much. I will say that her name is Dr. Nicole Rankins. And I have really, well, backstory, I really enjoyed listening to her podcast because as you all know, I am pregnant or at the time of recording this, I'm pregnant. By the time you listen to this, baby girl will likely be here. But either way, I'm going to have Dr. Nicole Rankins introduce herself and then we're going to get into the topic for today. All right. Thank you so much for having me on. I am Nicole Calloway Rankins. I'm a board certified OBGYN. I've been in practice for almost 15 years. That's hard to believe. <laughs> It'll be 15 years next year. And I still practice full time as an obstetrician. I work as an OB hospitalist. So as a hospitalist, I just work in the hospital, mostly having the privilege of being there for birth. And then I also have a podcast called All About Pregnancy and Birth, where I talk about issues related to pregnancy and birth. And then I have an online childbirth education class. I love all of that. Um, And yeah, like, I'm so glad that you kind of came on my radar because of course I right now I'm, I'm always collecting all of the podcasts, specifically podcasts by women of color related to pregnancy and birth. I just think it's so good to be able to have that. And yours has definitely been a great resource for me. So I just want to thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. And can we just say, y'all, you all can't see her, but she is just glowing with her skin and her pregnancy beauty. (laughs) You know what people have been telling me I've had the glow. And it's definitely pregnancy because as soon as I have a baby, the glow goes away. Oh, (laughs) I'm sure it doesn't. (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, So with that, you know, when, you know, as soon as I found your podcast, I knew I wanted to bring you on one because I want to talk to you, (laughs) but also I know that it might be helpful for some of our mamas who are looking to have another child or um, who are pregnant currently. And so one of the things I noticed about, um, I guess your mission and and how you work is that it's very empowering and you spoke a lot about empowering pregnancy Mm -hmm. and birth prep 
And mm-hmm. so I wanted to know why, in your opinion, is it even important for us to be talking about empowering pregnancies and birth uh, preparation specifically, but it also like, what caused you to do this type of work? Sure. So as far as why women or birthing people need to be empowered, the, the reality, the truth is that giving birth in a hospital in the U.S., the system is founded on misogyny and racism. And Black birthing people are obviously going to experience both of those. And it, we've come, we've made some progress from the days where, um, you know, women were just expected to do what doctors said. But birth has been, it, it, it was traditionally a space inhabited by women. And then uh, male physicians came in, sort of took over the space, discredited midwives and like an active campaign to do so and move birth in the hospital. I mean, a hundred years ago, maybe not a hundred years, a hundred, a little over a hundred years ago, most birth was at home. Um, and then when birth moved into the hospital, it was definitely like patriarchy, women telling people what to do. I mean, men telling women what to do. And then even in the seventies and like episiotomies without consent was very common, forceps births without consent, very common, all of those things very common. And unfortunately, some of the remnants of that still exist in our current system. It's not, again, as bad as it used to be, but it's not the way that it should be. And even I myself have had an evolution as a provider and being in a culture where, you know, I would roll my eyes at birth plans and things like that, because that was just sort of the culture of what we were, were in. And it's, it's, it's wrong, you know, like the, the person who's having the baby should be at the center of the experience. So that is why folks need to take an active role. And I guess the thing is, you don't know, you, you don't know going in who really is supporting you and who is not supporting you. So you have to take an active role in the process and figure that out. So, and not wait until you get to the hospital in order to do that. It really should be during your pregnancy. So the foundation of our system is one that's broken. It's getting better, but until, um, I would be delighted to be out of business of having to tell people, you know, how to manage our system. But unfortunately that's just the reality of it. And and we all know that black women are going to experience that on a whole nother level because of racism. And as far as being called to do the work, I, you know, that's a, that's a hard thing. You know, if you told me five years ago that I was going to be with the podcast and I would have no idea. I, would have no, I have, am grateful that I have gotten to the point where I remain open to receive whatever guidance, you know, I'm, I'm whether you call it God or spirit or however, remain open to receive guidance and about where my next, next step should, should be. Um, I actually started out thinking I was going to be in academic medicine, like I was going to be a researcher, uh, work in medical school, faculty, all that kind of stuff. And I did that, did not work out for me. Um, I almost had a meeting with my chairman at the time who was like, uh, it was recommended that I get fired. Uh, yeah, see, and, and I'm a high achieving person. I mean, you don't get to be to this point without like being pretty achieving and it was recommended by a black woman, but we're not going either here nor there. Um, and I said, well, you're not going to fire me. I'm a quit kind of thing. <laughs> and then I sort of fell into this hospitalist job and this online work. So you never know where life is going to lead you. So I just am open to receiving whatever 
sometimes you just got to stop and say, guide my steps. And then you follow the steps. Absolutely. Ooh, that resonates with me because mm-hmm. I definitely, if anyone five years ago would have been like, you're going to be doing this thing called balanced working mama. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, like, you're like, what's that? Like, <laughs> I'm not even sure if I want to have kids. What do you mean? <laughs> So I totally resonate with that, you know, but again, I'm, I'm thankful that again, God's spirit, the universe guided you to this place because I think your work is so important. And as you were talking too, like you said, things are not what they used to be, but there's still so much work to be done. It just made me think I, I literally had like a flash of like, um, I always remember hearing my mom and my dad too talk about their mother's birthing experiences and, and long story short both of my parents have like 10 siblings oh wow right we have a large family (laughs) and they're all from the south and they all the kids were born at home Mm -hmm. you know there was no hospital at that point it was like during the what maybe the 40s through the 60s and all the babies were born at home and my mom still has very specific memories of her brothers and sisters being born in the other room she was confused about it but it was right Right, um, right. And then flash forward to my mother's generation, it was very much like all babies are born in the hospital. It was super taboo at that time in the 80s for there to be home births or anything like that. And then flash forward to me, I have had hospital birth. Um, it's a lot less taboo for home birth. But even I as a person, I know I'm still a little I'm leery, you know, I do plan to have my next birth in a hospital. I know other people are doing birth differently, but still, even for me, it's kind of hard to um, be flexible in my thinking about that. And I think it just demonstrates exactly what you said. Um, Times have really changed so, so much. And it's important to really think about that history. Um, But I wanted to ask you, because I know that you talked about misogyny and racism. And I wanted to kind of get into specifically your opinions about what are the unique challenges that women of color specifically really face as we prepare for pregnancy and birth right now? Yeah, I mean, one thing we don't do a good enough job in our society is realizing the impact of how our life outside of pregnancy impacts pregnancy. So as Black women, we come into pregnancy with a tremendous amount of stress just from existing. Okay. I mean, we know that we are strong and we get through a lot of things, but we, we bring that, that stress in with us. And I'm not saying that that's um, necessarily detrimental, but we carry a lot. And I don't think that the medical system appreciates that or understand that. And then we go into a system that doesn't always listen to us when we say things, doesn't take our concerns seriously. Um, dismisses us. I mean, my, I'm a physician and I have a group of black female physicians who we all train together and we all jokingly, not jokingly say, you know, if we ever go into the hospital, just make sure you have your badge on. So people know you're a physician kind of thing, because we're more less likely to have our concerns taken seriously. And that, that can, that can be, and I don't want to be dramatic, but the reality is that can be life or death for some people. And so you just have to be really ready to advocate for yourself on a level that other people don't necessarily understand. Yeah, that resonates a lot. Um, It's so funny too, like I'm not a physician, I'm a psychologist, Um, but every now and then when I'm in the medical space, I kind of, I always put like Dr. Amber Thornton. (laughs) So Uh, 
this is what I could be taken more seriously. And it's so upsetting and unfortunate that I have to do that. But like you said, I think even for me, there's fear around, well, what happens if I do have to enter a medical space and it's life or death? Um, I, I want to survive. And, and my life is at the hands of the people here who don't always see me as human or who have these weird misconceptions about me not feeling pain or not, you know, just weird things like that. And it's so, it's disturbing. It is. I think one of the, you know, and we know that it happens, but people don't, we're having a hard time, especially when we say racism, people get all triggered by the word and we try to make it more palatable by saying things like implicit bias. People don't want to realize their role in it, which makes it more challenging. I think one of the ways that I really like it came to life for me, I had a birth photographer who I interviewed on the podcast, who was a white woman. And she said she was stunned at the difference when she would be at a black woman's birth and a white woman's birth. She just had no idea how different the experience could be for the same thing. So it really is, we're not making this up in our head. I guess I just, because I think sometimes we're being led to believe that you're making it, oh, you're being dramatic, you're being extra, it's not that bad. And again, it's not everyone, but it's there. So don't, don't dismiss those voices or those things that are telling you that you need to pay that closer attention and really step up and advocate for yourself. Yeah. And even on this topic too, again, I'm I'm so glad I'm talking to you. I feel like this is therapeutic for me. (laughs) Um, It's, it's, I, I think I've been open on my podcast and on Instagram about my fears with pregnancy, especially the first time around I had my son in uh, 2019. And I was just so scared the whole time, (laughs) the whole entire time. And now as you're talking, I'm realizing that it it wasn't just about me being pregnant, because of course there's always risk and and risk of complications with pregnancy. But I think it was um, a combination of me being a pregnant black woman Mm -hmm. and what that means, because we, we know, and I try not to dive too deeply into all of this because I just don't need that energy (laughs) right now. Um, But we know that statistics and and numbers and data look very different Mm -hmm. for black women Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to maternal health and it just I was so scared the entire pregnancy and now it's it's now hitting me like that's why it wasn't just because you were pregnant it's because you're a black woman who is pregnant in America 100% I ended up having a c-section with my son and um, I just remember being so scared to the point where I wasn't even present um, during the procedure. I just kept asking, are we okay? Am I okay? Like I just, I was so fearful. I, I literally thought I was going to die. Mm-hmm. And, and like I say that out loud and some people might think, well, that's a little dramatic. And it's, but it's, I think it was just all based off the fears that I had about being this black woman who has to go to the hospital and have a C-section. 100%. So, you know, when my son was born and he was, he, you know, they, they pulled him out. He was crying. Everything seemed to be fine, but I still was so focused on, okay, am I going to survive now? Like it, I kept asking the nurses, am I okay? Am I okay? And they kept reassuring me. But then I remember I just burst out in tears and they thought it was because I was happy about my son being born, but it was, I was relieved. I was just so glad it was done. <laughs> like the whole thing was just like nine months of me holding my breath. Right. And I could finally breathe because right. I was like, okay, we're alive. We made right. it on the other right. side. Right. And as we know, it's still not really done because there's postpartum and a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff happened then. Yep. But 
it was just this big sigh of relief, like, oh my gosh, I'm, I made it. And I wonder, I had a um, conversation with another Black woman recently, and she said, you know what, I had that same exact experience. She was like, no one ever talks about the sense of relief that you feel as a Black woman when you make it on the other side of birth. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's something you've ever heard women speak about or that experience, but I just wanted to speak to that. I think that was something I felt and I had, I've never heard anyone really speak to that. Just the relief you feel as a black woman to have made it to the other side of birth. That is an excellent point. 100%, like 100% people feel that sense of like, I, I, I made it because the risk is, is real. And it's not, it's not, high like I don't want to give this impression that that there's a like you're very likely to die because you're not but it happens and you can't you can't ignore it so for sure 100% relief 100% that sense of fear that something is going to happen that's very real and very valid yeah absolutely and you're absolutely right with you know what I try to do is ground myself in the numbers (laughs) realistically it's still very unlikely even though we see that um you know black women are are overrepresented in in terms of death and and severe complication but it's still very unlikely that something will happen to me during this birth however the fear is so big as if it's it's super likely and that is just it's really uncomfortable to have to deal with and so Again, I, I can't wait for things to change so that more of us don't have to feel that. Um, yeah, and I think part of reducing that fear and the empowerment piece is just educating yourself yeah. so you are informed right. and you can know what to expect. You can know what questions to ask. You really need to have someone with you, whether it's your partner, whether it's a family member um, that can help advocate for you. I think if you can have a doula that's who an experienced doula, that is also very helpful as, as well. So part of like relieving that fear is knowing that you have a team of people around you who are on your side and you can, you can get that. Sometimes it may require you changing doctors or you may have to do a little bit of work to get there, but we, you can get that. It's just, it can be a challenge sometimes. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And so I, that leads me to my next question, because I know that you've been working really hard in this field to um, support and empower women who are preparing for pregnancy and giving birth. And so I wanted to know um, for you, what has been the best ways to empower and support women as they navigate the pregnancy and birth experience? Yeah. So um, my podcast, of course, is, has been a tremendous gift for me and the ability to reach more people. It's just about to cross half a million downloads, which I never could have imagined yet. (laughs) Um, So I, I so love being able to provide that, that free source of information to, to people also on social media as well. And I really strive to do so with the, the lens of my, my purpose is service that, you know, hundred percent. So I approach it from a perspective of service and I want it to be high quality information. So it's always Mm -hmm. evidence-based. If it's my opinion, then I say so. And I have opinions from time. (laughs) So so opinions and then um, information is evidence-based and I just present the, the facts and the data and allow people to make conclusions for themselves. Folks are smart. They can listen and hear and make conclusions for themselves. And then also from a place of respect, I'm always, I 
even when I'm talking in a microphone, like I'm talking with someone, I'm not talking like down or, you know, I have a level of expertise, obviously in education and training and experience as a doctor that most people don't have, but that doesn't in any way make my experience better or more valuable than your experience living in your own body. And as a person and a human, as a woman, if that's what you identify with. So I keep all of those things in my mind as I'm giving information. And then I, of course I have the, the childbirth education class, which is a online childbirth class, which is a paid class um, where I go even deeper into the, the childbirth space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then I know there are mamas who are currently pregnant and preparing for birth, such as myself. And so I'm curious to hear, you know, if they're listening and there are like tips that you might have for them, maybe like the top three tips um, for any mama who feels like she wants to feel more empowered during this process. What might you say to her? Yeah, if you can get a doula, um, doulas can be, doulas provide physical and emotional support. They're not trained medical professionals, but if you can get a doula, I think that's very helpful. Uh, they like research backed evidence from uh, evidence shows that support from someone like a doula will reduce your perception of pain. It will decrease your risk of having a cesarean birth, um, which th- makes you more likely to have a vaginal birth. You feel better about your experience overall. So if you can get a doula, get get a doula. And then number two is childbirth education. I don't care where it is. You know, obviously I have an option, but childbirth education. So you understand the process of labor, you understand the hospital, all of those things. So childbirth education is important. So you're not walking into this, not knowing anything. And then you have to have a team, you have to have advocates. You have to have somebody who can advocate for you and you will be able to advocate for yourself better with childbirth education, your partner, if they're going to be with you, especially during COVID times where things are restricted, they should be able to speak up for you if need be. Um, so that you, you have, you just, you need to have somebody who can advocate for you. I don't know any other way, (laughs) any other way to say it. And then I would also say, um, you know, ask questions, always be comfortable asking questions. If you're going to have a birth plan or birth wishes, I use that as, and I have a free class on making a birth plan, use it as an opportunity to ask questions. It shouldn't be like you print this thing out and then you say, these are the things that I want. You should use that as an opportunity to ask questions about to your provider, about the way that they practice and the way they approach birth. Because the way they approach birth and the way that the hospital approaches birth, where you plan to give birth, those are the two biggest things that are going to influence your experience. And you want to understand those ahead of time by asking questions. So, you know, like, what's your C-section rate? Like, how do you feel about induction? What about episiotomy? So I go through a list of questions and things that you can ask to help you understand those things. And when you hear those, when you get the responses, you have to pay attention to what they say and how they respond. Like trust yourself and your intuition. If you get this sense that somebody's like I'm not going to support you, then you may need to move on and find somebody else. Yep. 
Those were really good tips. I actually wrote them down because um, I wanted to touch on each one. You know, the first thing that you said was hiring a doula if you're able to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish doulas could just be like readily available to everyone. That would be so amazing. Yeah, there's um, actually some work in Virginia where they're trying to get to the point where doulas are covered by insurance. So stay tuned. Yeah. So good. Oh yeah. my gosh. That would be amazing because I, I do think they're so valuable. I, I think that was one of the mistakes I made with my first pregnancy. I went back and forth about whether I needed a doula. And looking back on it now, I, I again, we don't know. But I do think that things would have been a little bit different um, if I would have had a doula. Um, just kind of help me with positioning and and knowing how to help my baby get where he needed to be so we could have a vaginal birth. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, that was definitely an issue, which led to a C-section. Um, but now this time around, I do have a doula. Okay. I'm super excited about it. Um, and it's just so helpful. So I definitely will echo that. I, I encourage mamas, if you're able to do so, please, please consider hiring a doula. It is very important that we have that support and um, a doula can provide that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's funny. The third thing you said was ask questions. And I think that having my doula has really helped me to ask more questions or just to be even aware of certain questions that I should ask. Um, because a few weeks ago, again, we're recording this in April, probably by the time you all listen to this, you're going to be like, what are you talking about? You have <laughs> <laughs> But just a few weeks ago, my husband and I met with our doula and it was two hours of just questions about the birth experience and what we're hoping for. And it was so helpful because just things I didn't even think about. And then there's things that I could take back to my OB to make sure that we address just things like that. Just It was so helpful to have that uh, that second support person to really orient me to be thinking about this experience. And so it was really nice to do that. Um, but then also I love your point of the childbirth education course. I think that's one of the things that, um, people forget about the most. Is that your experience as well? Oh, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I just think, um, it's, I don't know. I don't know why we don't assume that we should need that. Or, or I think sometimes too, there's this expectation that women, um, when we become pregnant or have babies, that it's just kind of downloaded into our system that we know mm-hmm. exactly what to do. And that's just not true. Mm-mm. And so I know with our first pregnancy, we did take a childbirth education course and it was amazing. And so I, I highly recommend if you're listening to this, please check out Dr. Nicole's childbirth education course. I'm hoping that you'll tell us about it more at the end of this part. Oh, sure. <laughs> so that they can check it out. Um, because I think something like that could be so useful just so that you know what to expect. Yes. That also, I remember, helped me to know the questions to ask. And even when you're in the experience of knowing like, okay, what is station one mean? Like, what is that? Right. Like, right. What are all those right. words mean? Right. And, you know, just all the things. Like, so many centimeters dilated. What does that look like? Where is mm-hmm. that? Like, just... Yep. You know, we don't have that knowledge if you don't um, become educated about that stuff. So TV in the movies is very unrealistic. It's not that's not what birth is like at all. So unrealistic. It's so funny. I was watching the show the other day with my husband. And, and now I think because I'm pregnant, I'm starting to notice how unrealistic it is mm-hmm. on TV. <laughs> um, it's usually like a woman's doing fine. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, I feel a pain. Right. And then they rush to the hospital. Yes. <laughs> in active labor. Yes. Like, what? <laughs> like, that's, that is not how it works. <laughs> not it at all. It took hours to get to that point. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. 
So I do have a few more questions for sure. you. Of course, there are some mamas who are listening today who are not pregnant, who are definitely not having more children. I know I have a lot of mamas who listen. They're like, look, I'm done. I'm not having more kids. <laughs> um, but how can they um, better support um, our mamas who might be pregnant or preparing for birth or, or just in any anyone? How can spouses better support pregnant and birthing women? How can we as a whole better support um, women who are preparing for pregnancy and birth? That's a really good question. I think, especially now in COVID times, like having a community of just somebody who people can reach out to and talk to, like if you've gone through the experience and not, and not necessarily to like share or offer um, advice unless they ask for it, but just to listen. Sometimes people need a place where they can just it's taught word salad, whatever comes out and nobody's judging. Nobody's trying to interject and tell their experience. Just listen. So being able to just listen to people and validate that you're normal and the things that you are experiencing are normal. If you want to help in terms of like, I, I think one thing you can do is definitely help for being available in the postpartum period because <laughs> we do a lot and I think we're doing better about pregnancy and birth. We do not do so well preparing people for the postpartum period at all. And it can be overwhelming and just being able to like have it on your radar. You know what? I'm going to just drop a couple meals off on her doorstep without, you know, having to say anything without her having to ask. I'm going to just drop over some set, put this in the freezer. It's ready to go. Pop it out when you're ready. Or you know what, um, calling up, I'm going to get, what groceries do you need? I'm going to pick up some things. I'm going to drop some things at your house. Just being proactive about saying like, here's the, the ways that I can help you and support you so that you can focus on being a mother and bonding and connecting with your baby. Yes, yes. I'm going to reiterate what Dr. Nicole has said. Focus on the postpartum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, don't, I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like the cute outfits and the onesies and things are nice, but d d don't, don't like people need like help. They right. need like, support so that they can focus on connecting with the baby. So, you know, if you can do it safely, if somebody can come over and do a couple loads of laundry, tidy up things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, those are great. I know some, um, the community manager for my Facebook group for the course is a doula. And she talks about how one of her friends, I want to say for her second birth while she was in the hospital, essentially like broke into her house, cleaned her house. So when she came home, the, the house was just clean, just ready. Oh, <laughs> Yes. So good. Yes, yes, yes. Again, uh, like you said, the other parts are important too. Like just having a listening ear. Because mm -hmm. again, I'm I'm just I'm drawing on my experiences so much because it's so present. Um, there's just so many emotions, so many things happening. I uh, it's just so much. And so being able to have people who can just listen and, and don't offer any advice because many of us don't need it. We just want someone to know that we feel this way, you know, that we're being heard. But also I completely agree with the postpartum part. And like you said, we do have to get a little creative about that mm -hmm. during COVID because many of us just aren't able to have the same amount of support that we're used to. Yeah. Um, but there are other ways, like I have so many people right now who are pregnant. I'm thinking of ways that I can support them. And I'm thinking of like, um, 
send some meals absolutely but guess what we have Uber Eats we have DoorDash we have yep. so like order them a meal to be delivered <laughs> yeah. um or um I just recently started to have my laundry done through a service and so there See, are that's like, what I, I've been thinking that that's so just like it, yes, yes. <laughs> it's been a lifesaver um for me and so something like that like super simple laundry service um just send it to their way like hey I've already paid for you to get this done all you got to do is put your clothes out front they'll somebody will come pick them up like things like that um we really can just really utilize all these apps and this technology to support our people from afar so 100% yeah, I think that's so good to be thinking about. Um, thank you so much for being here and just sharing all of this knowledge. And I definitely want the mamas who are listening to know where they can find you um, about your podcast, but then also tell us a little bit more about your education course as well. Sure. So I am everywhere at Dr. Nicole Rankin. So my website is drnicolerankins.com and my I'm on uh, Instagram is where I spend most of my social media time at Dr. Nicole Rankins there. And the podcast is called All About Pregnancy and Birth, and that's everywhere where you listen to podcasts. And my childbirth education class is called the Birth Preparation Course. And it is about, I just re-recorded the whole thing, updated it based on feedback from folks. So there's lots more visuals and, and things included, more content, stuff on the postpartum period. The course starts off, I walk folks through like a five-step process to get ready for birth. Step number one is getting in the right mindset, setting the tone for your birth. So like the very first thing we talk about is mindset and things to help you get in a good mental space with like meditation, affirmations, um, whether you want to do a vision board, things like that. And these are things that can help us in our lives period, you know, having lived now myself 46 years, I wish I would have known about things like paying the minds, paying attention to mindset a little bit earlier and how important that is for your life in general. So just making sure you have the right mindset, support those things. So that's the first step. And then you get all the details of labor and birth, all the dilation, effacement, station, positions to try. I actually have illustrations in the course from a a birth illustrator. She's a black woman, a birth illustrator with visualizations of positions and pain management techniques, all kinds of good, great stuff. And then um, birth is a very unpredictable process. You can ride the unpredictability of it very well if you're prepared. So the next step, step three, step two was just learning the labor and birth. Step three is learning about those possibilities, like what to expect with the cesarean, a vacuum or forceps birth. Um, So just understanding some of those possible things that can pop up. And then of course, postpartum period. So uh, step four is learning about postpartum. You got to start thinking about postpartum while you're still pregnant actually. So just what happens healing in your body, what happens with your baby, um, some tips to help you in those first six weeks postpartum. So that's in that, that fourth step of the course. And then the fifth is making your birth wishes or making your birth plan. And once you understand all of all of those back things and you can really make an informed uh, decision and things with your birth plan. And it, I, I want people to realize that it doesn't have to feel overwhelming to either to get ready for pregnancy or even postpartum. You don't have to look at every website, blog, podcast, book, just find two or three things that resonate with you. 
and seem to sit well with you and then stick with that. So don't feel like you have to go through whether, you know, whether it's mine or whatever, just find something. Don't, don't feel like you have to be overwhelmed and spend hours and hours and hours and hours getting yourself ready. It doesn't take a a tremendous amount, but you do have to do something. Yeah, I like that. Um, You know, like you said, you don't have to feel overwhelmed. I think we tend to feel more overwhelmed when we're not prepared. Mm -hmm. And so preparation definitely helps to decrease feelings of overwhelm and anxiety. And so that's what you're advocating for, to prepare. Yes. Um, And so I know that your course will definitely help so many mamas to prepare for this experience. And um, again, I thank you so much. So please, please, everyone, check out Dr. Nicole Rankins on Instagram, the podcast. Also, if you are interested in the childbirth education course, please check that out as well. And we'll make sure to put this in our show notes so that the mamas can have all the information. Okay. Thank you so much. And I will say, I try to keep the course pretty affordable. It's important to me. It's under $200 that it stays affordable because I know pregnancy is a, a, you know, big time. So there's that piece as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. Like this has been such a joy. Um, again, so important. And so I'm, I'm just thankful for you and the work that you do, because I know that you've helped so many women along this process. So thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I so appreciate it and appreciate the work that you are doing as well. Hey mama, I'm so glad you're listening to the podcast, but I also want to connect with you on social media. So be sure to follow me and Balanced Working Mama on Instagram. You can find me at Dr. Amber Thornton. That's D-R-A-M-B-E-R-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N and Balanced Working Mama at Balanced Working Mama. (laughs) B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-W-O-R-K-I-N-G-M-A-M-A. Follow along, join in on the fun, but then also send me a DM to say hello. See you there. Hey, mamas. So I hope that you all enjoyed that episode with Dr. Nicole Rankins. Again, she's a gem. She has so many tips, so many things that she knows about this field, about birthing, about empowering women, especially women of color through their birthing experiences. And so I hope that you will check her out, follow her on Instagram. Also consider listening to her podcast. Mm -hmm. And that leads me to our Balanced Working Mama tip and or shout out, whatever it is today. Um, I wanted to leave you all with a few pregnancy slash birth resources that were helpful for me throughout my process. And Dr. Nicole Rankin's podcast actually was one of them. All About Birth is a really good podcast that I stumbled upon towards the middle of my pregnancy. And I love her podcast because it speaks to a lot of facts and evidence-based information regarding birth, but then also there is a blend of birth stories as well. So that was really cool um, to hear from Dr. Nicole about these things each week throughout my pregnancy. So definitely add that to your list if you're looking for podcasts related to birth and pregnancy. Also, I highly encourage you all to subscribe to Birth Stories in Color. They are another amazing podcast specifically dedicated to sharing birth stories from women of color. And this is so important because it's a Throughout your pregnancy, I believe it's important to listen to birth stories, but especially from other women of color, if you also are a woman of color. 
And so I actually will be sharing my birth story with them later in May. But I'm excited to do that. And I've I've really loved hearing their podcasts and hearing those stories. So I also encourage you to listen to them as well. Last tip, please, if you are able, if you have the resources to do so throughout your pregnancy, hire a doula. Doulas will be a game changer in terms of providing information, empowering you, translating things to and from your doctor, advocating for you in the hospital. Just so much that a doula can do throughout your birth experience and your pregnancy that you might not even think of or you might need some help with. And so really consider a doula for your experience. You can have a birthing doula. You can have a postpartum doula. There's so many different doulas that do different things. And so really learn about that and consider whether that's a good option for you. But I highly encourage that. Okay, mamas, I am going to go. Baby girl is sleeping right in front of me. I have my feet up because I am trying to rest, but I am so glad that I got to talk to you all today. I hope that you are enjoying season four of the podcast. Please share it with another mama that you know, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey mama, thank you for listening to the Balanced Working Mama podcast. If you love this podcast, please be sure to rate it and share it with another mama that you know. And don't forget to follow me and Balanced Working Mama on Instagram. I'll talk to you soon.